Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. From everything from uh, failed Black Series HasLab Rancors to... Uh, failed Riva lightsabers. Um, we've got you covered. Hasbro, 0 for 2 on, on the HasLab projects for Star Wars. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts here. Joining me today on this uh, very private select group of individuals show is my co-host. This is Kyle. And uh, Justin, the last thing you said before we hit record was, I'm going to try not to rant about HasLab for an hour. I and know. we didn't even make it past the intro. We're already racing. It's 30, about that's only cutting into like 20 <laughs> seconds of my time right now. So I'm good. You I'm still good. Have I'm okay. Some time I still got spare, plenty. But, uh, <laughs> you could not hold your tongue for long. That's for sure. No. Now, they no, whiffed I it. Not. They whiffed it. But especially with the. Uh, I mean, you brought it up, so we'll talk about it. Especially with the G.I. Joe and the Ghostbusters has labs oh. that are so good. Uh, Nailed it. These last two start. Like, who wanted a Reva lightsaber? Who asked for that? And it doesn't spin. I, Give me a break. What's the right. point of the and whole it, thing? The stretch goals were stands, like two stands that Gross. go on the outside to support Gross. the blades when they're <laughs> here. Insulting. I can't even. Uh, it's it's so sad. It makes me laugh. It's which disrespectful is very and childish. Hasbro, um, I'm not having it. No, I and I'm looking at this thing right now because I updated the numbers earlier. They're at 1390 backers out of 5,000 with three hours and 50 minutes left. 1390, like 1,390 people. 1,390 people out of 5,000. And you got to think there's like a handful of people that are probably trying to get 10 or 12 of them so they can sell them because they're stupid. Mm -hmm. This this is dumb. Nobody wants this thing. And they had this has been open for about a month, right? They usually do a 30 run, 30 day stretch. Um, And by comparison, uh, as Kyle had mentioned earlier, if you're a big Joe fan, this thing is. Yeah. Stretch goal for the hiss is the first ever six inch Cobra Commander (laughs) on a classic card back. Stretch goal yeah. for Riva's lightsaber, a stand. A stand. Stretch goal yeah. for the Rancor, cardboard backdrop. Give mm-hmm. me a break. And and I'll I'll say this because the GI this is the first six inch anything GI Joe has done. It's a little weird. Um, taking a big which swing is there. it's yeah it, it's it, not they're taking the a big swing with this. But apparently, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't really collect GI Joe anymore, but. Uh, apparently there must have been a big uh, support for six inch in GI Joe. And so they said, you know what, let's test the waters. Let's throw it out there in a has lab. Let's do a really cool uh, Cobra vehicle. That's pretty popular and put some things, but I mean, literally well. the stretch goals for the, it comes with the driver. Number one, you get a tactician with that's one of the stretch goals was the tactician the other stretch goal, there was another yeah, figure. It comes with like three figures. Which is the which is uh the gunner, I think. Um, and then it comes with like alternate panels and a canopy. It has lights on it. It yeah, has got lights LEDs. into the thing, has LEDs, um, it has like a weapons accessory package you can strap on it. 
the tank treads move. Um, and then what Kyle said earlier, it comes with a six inch carded Cobra Commander figure based on was it like the, an air card back or something one or something yeah and yeah i don't know a ton about joe's ether i collected a ton of them when i was a kid and like I played with them you know but i i haven't had any since then but i know be- that the cobra commander is a sought after figure there's obviously multiple mm-hmm. versions but every single one of them is um like a collector's want to have it so obviously whoever is listening to like whoever's in charge of like gi joe fan outreach over at hasbro is doing a way better job of listening to input than whoever's doing it over at the star wars side because people have been screaming for more uh vintage collection 3.75 scale stuff like all over the star wars fandom the collector's portion of it you know and still get minimal 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing is if you back the hiss, um, if it had back, I think if it, if it had reached the goal it's by July 6th, you, you get to pick like the Ron Rudat art design. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the tactician colors, yeah, they're like, doing tons of they're going to put a, a survey out for that and everybody gets to vote on it. And that's going to be the color of the tactician yeah, that so you cool. get. And they're all, what was it? They're all carded. What number did and you say all, that was at already? Uh, it is at it only it needed eight thousand, so it needed three thousand more than the saber, and it's already got sixteen thousand one hundred and fifty-seven backers. It has doubled what it was supposed to get, and it still has thirty-five left. days yeah. left. And it's it's three hundred dollars. Yeah, which don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money for a toy. It is that's a, lot a lot of money, of money but, but the lightsaber was five hundred dollars yeah the ghostbusters pack i don't don't even think was five hundred dollars no. was it it was like four hundred four i think and, and you got thing was so awesome much too. more yeah 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 that's yeah, crazy I, it's, there, it's unbelievable. I, don't, I don't know what's going on on the on the star wars side like are th- are those sabers really that expensive to make do they think that star wars fans are just such suckers that they'll throw an infinite amount of money at anything like i don't i really don't get it because what you get on that i know we keep talking about the gi joe thing but what you get with that hiss for 300 bucks that's a a, well worth for a haslab that's a i I shudder to say (laughs) good deal deal. because the 300 set of toys but like that's a lot of bang for your buck compared to what they're yeah. offering you on all these Star Wars things. Yep, but you're getting three figures with it and in a line that has never been done mm-hmm. for Joe, six inch. So you're getting the very, very first of the six inch scale Joe stuff. So uh, it's, yeah, it's it's disappointing. I, I, I don't know the what's going on. The barge and the Razor Crest were okay. Those were pretty good. Yeah, the Razor Crest was but, great. Again, Probably could have used lights, maybe some sound with it. Yeah, the hiss would have been that look the, like it could have would have been just the been even a little better icing too, on the huh? cake. Yeah, like were all the figures that came with the Razor Crest carded? No. See, that's another um, thing. A bunch of those Mando, came in like a little Mando baggie. came in a bag. Yeah, yeah. Mando came in a bag. The Jawa was carded, and there was another one that was carded. And uh, the, the, the Grogu, the yeah. Grogu, yeah, the child was was carded because he had a different bucket but yeah. again you know it's I, I don't know what 
what the aversion in in the Hasbro Star Wars is to creating new figures and putting new packaging out there because they just they just released mm-hmm. now I'll give them credit they just released a black series the Cassian with uh, the- con exclusive Cassian with B two emo um, <laughs> a little stack of books <laughs> droid. <laughs> yeah um which looks great the packaging looks cool you're getting yeah. two figures it's probably going to cost you about 50, 50 bucks dollars or something um yeah. you know which is cool but the other set that they announced was this tvc is a vintage collection rescue from the mandalorian and it's a it's one of the the um uh it's one of the droids with um why is the name escaping me right now um but it has like a Moff Gideon figure in it holding the, the dark saber. And then it has a, um, oh, one of the dark trooper Mando things? dark trooper. Thank you. Yeah. It has a dark trooper. It has the Mando. It has a child in it and it has Moff Gideon in it, which are all figures in vintage collection that they've already released. Mm-hmm. So they've just repackaged it and put added some one flame more. effects with it yeah. and put it in new packaging. Again, no rebels line. No Rebels in Vintage Collection. I'll say this. I'm not a Resistance fan, but they did one run of Resistance and like that was it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have, if you were a fan of the show, that's all you got, whatever those Resistance cardbacks were. Um, there's a ton of characters in all these other shows that haven't been released on cardbacks. Um, even like the, the smaller alien background characters that we like, yeah. right? There's some that still haven't been released that were in the original mil- movie. So... I don't know what the aversion is in Star Wars. And then to they're doing re-releasing like the vintage collection Ahsoka. That's just an absolute hundred percent remake of the original one. That's worth like way too much money now. Yep, yep. They they redid the Republic Trooper. Yeah. They redid Shea Vizsla. They redid Ahsoka. Again, why are we redoing figures that we've already done? And I get it. The secondary market on them is hot. Like, if that's a figure you want, you're going to have to pay Boku bucks to get it. I understand. But production then yeah. is different than what production and demand is now for figures, I right? leave it as is. That's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Ahsoka's hot now, then put out a different Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Where's the... Mm-hmm. Where's the Rebels Ahsoka? You know, that would be cool. They're, you know, they put out the Rebels season seven back, one yeah. that I know people pre-ordered the hell out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, yep. they did they make um, a Mandalorian vintage collection Ahsoka that looks like Rosario? Yes, I think they do have one. that one. Yeah. It is either out or coming out. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Where's where's like Rebels Ahsoka with the cloak and the mm-hmm. staff that you see at the end on a vintage collection card back with maybe Mirai or something mm-hmm. like that. Especially That'd be sweet. Especially now that that's all about to come out in her show, you know? Right. Well, yep. fingers crossed. I know people are that did you saw the Instagram post from uh what's his name who does the Hasbro stuff, right? Who asking for fan input and there was tons of people mm-hmm. suggesting um Rebels crew and Ghost. Ghost for with Phantom. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I would sh- like if that came out as a Haslab, no sound. You gave me a ghost ship in vintage collection with a detachable Phantom on the back, and your stretch, it comes with a Hera. Your stretch goals are like Chopper, mm-hmm. Sabine, maybe a Puffer Pig, 
uh, you know, something like that at five hundred dollars, I'd be in. Yeah, it's Star Wars though, I, so it'd be seven fifty for some reason. You know, <laughs> <laughs> probably right, probably right. So, um, yeah, just it's a little disappointing. So, really, kind of hoping they you know do something this fall that is going to be amazing because the last two were just very very we may we may have reached our time quote of pooping on hasbro justin i hate to i hate to bring this to a close (laughs) i I think we're within that that uh 15 minute window so i think ordering on curmudgeoning right now yeah no we'll we'll move on here we do actually have a lot of other news because it feels like it's been forever since we've gotten together and actually in this episode we're going to be reviewing kenobi uh season finale because it's the first chance we've had as a group to get to talk about it, or at least some of us to get together and talk about it since it aired. Um, I actually just rewatched it today uh, for like the fourth time just to, to refresh my memory on it. But um, we do have a little bit of news. Uh, tickets for Star Wars Celebration Europe went on sale June 30th. Um, they are already sold out of VIP four day. And as last I checked, the Saturday adult are all sold out. Um, it's my understanding that they're not going to be using light for this one so meaning if you're trying to resell your tickets i guess they're not going to leverage light services to do the resales i don't know what's going on with that i haven't heard anything more on that i did read it somewhere i just cannot recall where i read it um i'm old so my memory escapes me sometimes you see things on the on the internet <laughs> some uh, what gone, is that they never find them again ginkgo biloba is that what that is ginseng something like that um but what I do recall is that the Star Wars Celebration Anaheim store merch is still available. You can go to the Star Wars Celebration store, and if there is something Super that you cheap. were looking for that you didn't get, it's still available out there. Your T-shirt, your $30 T-shirts yeah, are still available. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you would like a $32 uh, location T-shirt, badge art T-shirt, those are available um outside of that i you know i looked through it there really wasn't anything that i wanted yeah, that either. i didn't get i got the I one there, shirt so. i really liked um you know the i did see i'm i'm super bitter about celebration europe because i'm not going and i love celebration but i did see quite a few people posting online that they are getting to go to their first ever celebration because they are yeah european and much like we are not willing to fly all the way over to england and spend Mm -hmm. our whole trip at a convention they don't want to do that the other way so uh, i am still more mad that it's not in america so i can go but a little happy for them too (laughs) yeah no that's it is really cool i did see a lot of that that people were super excited that they're going to be able to attend their first one so um you know with with the pandemic and things being shut down for like two to three years yeah, people deserve a little um, joy here and there in this often yeah. horrible life <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yes kudos to those that get to go uh i will be jealous i will be watching as yeah, many panels as i can as from as here um and if i maybe know anybody over there if you want to hook me up and score me some merch Ooh, while you're there find, if there's something available i will pay that gifts I will pay that international shipping gladly. $40 shirt, $10 shipping. Can't wait. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Most expensive t-shirt I ever bought. (laughs) Um, You know, hey, 20 years later, keep it nice. You know, sell it as a vintage shirt. You'll make 200. You'll make 200 on it. You'll be good. Um, There was actually a vendor at Celebration selling vintage shirts that were couple hundred hundred bucks two hundred dollars upwards for t-shirts and i if you wanted an original 
you know, Phantom Menace t-shirt, they had it and it, it, you were going to pay a good amount of money for it. So, um, it's only stupid if awesome place to check. people were buying it. So check your local thrift stores, people. Uh, you would be amazed at what people turn into a thrift store, not realizing what it is. Uh, and then, you know, kind of losing out on that. So, um, Disney's light and magic is set to start streaming on Disney plus on July 27th. So be on the lookout for that. Kyle and I attended that panel, the light and magic panel with uh, Ron Howard and several others, um, while at celebration. And it was cool to listen to. It was, um, the stories were not, uh, super funny or engaging to me, I guess, but uh, you know, it, it was a fascinating panel to listen to them talk yeah. about how things kind of came together and how they put the work in. And I'm hoping that in what we see here, we get a little bit more of the technology side of things, the artwork side of things so that we can mm-hmm. see how it was kind of blended together. And maybe that inspires younger generations to, you know, be more artistic and and push the envelope of, of design and technology and things like that. But the panel that was there was not, not like that. I think the, I think (laughs) part of it is, you know, we're talking about the, the seventies and it's not like there was just cameras rolling all the time, you know, like no matter Mm -hmm. what you do, it's on video. Somebody's videoing everything nowadays. And so there's always behind the scenes footage and little clips of things, but there's not that much of that to share. It's just people talking about what they remember, which is interesting enough, but you know, we're spoiled with technology these days. And, um, you know, I don't want to talk bad about it because it was interesting enough but it was by far the least exciting thing we did at celebration it's like when you try to tell a funny story in a room full of people but only you and one other person was there when it actually happened so it's really only funny to like the two of you you know what i mean and everybody else in the room is kind of looking at you like oh cool story bro yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what it was like it was uh did not translate very well so um, we do have some new print material uh, that recently dropped, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher, released on June 28th. I have not read this yet. Um, I will read that probably as soon as I finish Brotherhood. I've got a few more chapters of that to finish up. Uh, and then Mandalorian number one arrives on comic book shelves on 7-13-22, so just here in a few days. Um, that one is just basically an animated version or... A print version of the show. It's not anything different from they the storyline. They did that line, with far- the uh, X Men animated series in the '90s. There was a comic mm-hmm. book that was just each issue was basically a retelling of of each individual episode. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool if you want to see it in print form and you like the artwork and the comic style. It's a cool way to to get the show delivered to you. Um, Sideshow Con is actually going on right now. It's going on this week. So um, if you registered for Sideshow Con, you got like $10 in free rewards cash, which is great. Uh, Yep. And then uh, they have different things going on all week. Uh, They Hot Toys did announce a Toy Fair exclusive Boba Fett that is in the arena suit from Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. It's uh, actually pretty cool. It's an all black version of Boba Fett, basically. And he comes with uh, slightly different blasters and a giant battle axe spear looking thing from it was one of the later issues um, in that. Yeah, it's comic. when he was fighting in the in the whatever arena to 
earn some money and he was confronting these other people and yada 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 it was it was fun it was a good story uh but sure would be cool of of hot to- <laughs> here i'm gonna be like <laughs> anti-capitalist again but it sure would be cool of hot toys <laughs> to like make that a cheaper figure since they don't have to invest anything into it you know what i mean like they mm-hmm. added it's one accessory paint and painted it black so be cool if it was yep. 50 bucks cheaper 100 bucks cheaper or something past that savings yeah. on but uh that's probably not going to be the case <laughs> no it's uh 250 dollars, i think retail it's yeah. on it's that's up you can go get do. it now pre-order it now it's um I think it's through 7-Eleven through 7-19. It's open to those who registered for Sideshow Con. Um, if you haven't registered for Sideshow Con, I believe you can still do it. Um, just get registered. It'll unlock it. should show up in your RSVP thing. Or just type in Arena Suit under the search, and it'll pull it up for you once you've registered and you log in. Um, and then pre-order, if there are any left, starts at midnight on July 19th to all of us common folk maybe that didn't side up for sideshow so or for sideshow con so uh but yeah it's available it's pretty cool you know if you're a fan of the white prototype armor boba fett the ori- like the original one that that i think the uh quarry prototype yeah sideshow did a figure of that a long time ago so if you want like a cool kind of contrasting version of boba Some fett to pair with it yeah yeah it's pretty cool so that's it for uh, news and notes. Um, we do have a little bit of a show called Kenobi to dive into. Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi! Love me some Darth Maul, man. So good. It's so good. Uh, we did get, this is the, uh, the finishing episode of our six, six episodes arc here for Obi-Wan. Short stories, but um, again... I, I said this before, I think on the previous show that I love how they've intertwined all of these characters in a very short period of time, developed their stories and made you gravitate towards those characters rather quickly. Um, you know, it is a different interpretation of Leia, um, you know, and, and I think they did a great job of, of casting her and putting a character in her shoes that people gravitate towards. Um, same thing with, um, I liked, uh, uh, <clears throat> Roken's character, I thought he was pretty good. Um, but all of these, um, Tala's character, all these characters that are kind of just side characters in the story just blended really, really well together. So seasons, uh, season finale, episode six, same writers, Joby Harold, Andrew Stanton, Hossein Amini, and then, of course, the lovely, talented director, Deborah Chow, just nailing it again on this episode. Um, cast, we had the usual cast of characters, pretty much everybody that had been in previous mm-hmm. episodes except for Tala, and we had two new ones. We had Ian McDermott back as the Emperor, and... And if you haven't watched the episode, you better stop right now because we're spoiler about to spoil alert. it for you. Um, we had uh, the talented Liam Neeson back, mm-hmm. finally, as Qui-Gon Jinn, Force Ghost. Something I think most people had waited for for a long time. So Yeah, very sick. Um, yeah, so high-level synopsis. Uh, we left off episode five, the... They escaped the planet. Vader gets back to his shuttle. They're chasing him down, much like we see at the start of A New Hope. 
Obi-Wan basically comes up with this plan like, hey, I'm just going to get in an escape pod and go this way, which will free you guys to go this way. It reminded me of The Last Vader Jedi because they're like you. getting chased and they can't get away because the hyperdrive's broken. And yada, 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 and yeah. It's like poetry. Yeah. Hmm. But wait, which was the poetry first? Was it Last Jedi or was it this? Because the timelines are crisscrossed and yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he says, I'm going to get in this escape pod. I'm going to go this way, which for you guys up to go this way. Classic creative um, diversion scenario. You know, Yep, that's uh, one storyline that we have going on. And then the other storyline is what's going on with Reva and Owen and Baru and Luke, um, where basically Reva finds out Luke exists. Where this child is, where Luke exists on Tatooine. So she goes, you know what? Vader doesn't know this. Grand Inquisitor doesn't know this. I'm going to go find. Owen, who I talked to once already, yeah, this is weird. And to deceived me. me. They didn't. They didn't really flesh out this motivation. Like I, because Owen even asked her no. when they have that confrontation. He's like, "What do you want?" And she says, "Uh, justice, justice." And it's like for what for for Anakin killing the younglings. You know, that's her. She was traumatized by that because she was there. So, like, I I guess in her mind, she's like, I'll. He killed these kids, my friends, my whatever, youngling classmates, uh, my only family I have, whatever. Uh, I, w- I watched it. I was traumatized by it. I played this slow game to like try to get back at him, and it didn't work. So she's going to do this to like get her version of justice to get back at him, but he doesn't even know Luke exists is the thing. Right. So like... How is that? I mean, I guess it just like could give her some kind of peace of mind. And like, I get what they were driving at because ultimately she had that moment where she could have killed him and, and she chose not to do what Vader did, you know, and she realized that she wants, you know, was training to be a Jedi and that, that was important to her. And she kind of lost herself along the way. And I thought that was a really nice story. And I really liked Reva's story. I think it was one of the best parts of this show. But that exact why do I... It seemed a little bit forced. Like, they wanted her to chase down Luke. Like, one, just so we can see Luke some more. And two, so we can have this situation where she is going to strike down a child and then doesn't. Because that's kind Mm -hmm. of like the beginning of her story. So Yeah. Yep. I agree. I don't, uh, that was the one thing I would say I, I didn't fully understand, you know, what's Vader going to do. He's like, Oh wait, you killed my kid that I didn't know I had. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, and I also like, <laughs> I guess <I'd, laughs> I'm like 50 or 40 or something. Like I could make another kid if I like, if it was that important Start, to me, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like we, well, I'm very aware of clones and cloning. Like there, I'm sure we could have another Skywalker if that was important clones. to him. So I, I don't right. really understand. Yeah. Um, that scene though, um, towards the end, and I do have a lot of audio here to go with some of this stuff, but um, the scene towards the end with Reva and she's talking to Ben um, in the desert after that incident and she couldn't go through with it was very, uh, very moving. I thought she did a great job of pulling um, as much as she could out of that scene uh, to kind of make you go, she's very much in a, a similar situation to what Anakin was, just very broken, um, you know, at the time. And that's why she's like, she asked him, she's like, am, am I him? 
And Ben says, no, you're not like you made the right decision. You did the right thing. You're, you're not what happened to him. So, um, let's go back to Obi-Wan's plan here though. And, um, this was, I, I thought a great opening conversation with him kind of talking to the, to the, everybody that's on this ship, including Leia and Haja, um, about what he wants to do. No, no way. You can't just leave me here. I'm the one that Vader wants. If I go, he will follow. I'm not letting you. Leia, please. Wait. What happened to all of us staying together? Roken needs more time to fix the ship. This will give him that time. You've spent 10 years protecting the Jedi. This is my chance to return that favor. But we're so close. Roken, you know this plan makes sense. No, we need you. It'll buy you the time you need. You must get these people out of here. You are all the future. You are the future. You're what needs to survive. No. Leia. I find she needs to be given space. Just you must promise me that you get her home. <laughs> Love Haja. As soon as I'm in the clear. You have my word. Although I know the word of a liar and a fake Jedi may not mean fake much to Jedi. you. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for me. And I love that his... His conversation is, is, you know, like, look, one person, it's not about one person. It's about the whole. And you guys are the whole. You are the, the, the force talented kids, parents. You know, you understand how bad the Empire is. You have to survive. Um, I can sacrifice myself in order to give you time to get away to maybe make a change mm-hmm. later on. And y- even though it kind of, I think, falls on deaf, on deaf ears for Leia because she's 10 at that moment I think everybody else kind of realized when he said you're the future you're the ones that can bring change Mm -hmm. that's what everybody else kind of went oh okay I see what he's getting at now and and that kind of swung it I think but yes Leia is clearly having a hard time with it when I think I think that stuff was all true but I think he also had an ulterior motive especially before he got there and it, this was a very personal thing to me and he was being a, or to him and he was being a little vindictive and he was being a little like uh he was trying to settle a score you know not being very yeah. jedi like he like he said when he was talking to qui-gon you know it, one of us is going to die him or me, you know, this has to end here kind of thing and so he went in there to have a fight to the death and he went in like this was also Yes, he needed these rebels to get away, uh, but this confrontation with Anakin slash Vader was like a very personal thing um, that had been eating away at him, and I think he also wanted that for himself to some degree too, you know, Mm -hmm. because he could have flown away and let Vader chase him and just kept flying around and, you know, and eventually let given them some time and then, you know jumped to hyperspace and gotten away or something, you know, he, he didn't have to necessarily land and confront him and do the, the cowboy old West thing. That was like a choice. Um, yep. You know, cause, cause his, For sure. he ultimately, that's the thing he said on that ship before he went down, one of us is going to die, you know? And mm-hmm. then he was there. He was, he could have killed Vader, you know, he had him beat, but at the end, he chose not to do it, you know? So it, yeah. his mindset before he went down and when he left, obviously there was some kind of change there. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to you because we talk about that all the time with the Jedi is, is the most Jedi thing that 
The mo- we talk about the most Jedi thing that they can do is sacrifice themselves for others and save others, right? We see Ahsoka do it in Rebels. Um, we see Kanan, Luke Ezra. do it. We see Kanan. We see it. That is the m- biggest thing as a Jedi that you can do. And I think Obi-Wan here is is very ready to do that. Um, but again, he's, he's talking to, to Qui-Gon, but he's not getting a response back. And a lot of that is because he's still... F- doesn't fully understand the situation of what happened with Anakin and he still blames himself. So it's very hard for him. And he's like, still not he's at like, peace, Yeah, I'm ready to go die, you know? but I don't understand why I am going to do that and put myself forward where at the end of a new hope, he understands it mm. and he gets it. He's like, I am going to sacrifice myself to give those guys time to get away. And I understand why I'm doing it now. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of what I was saying is I think, Yes, he something he needed some way for these other people to get away, but it it was a personal thing. It, he was he was out for revenge at some point. He was yes. trying to um finish this open thing that he's been dealing with for all these years and that is not the Jedi way. You know, he's flirting with the dark side at this point. He's thinking about revenge and you know, mm-hmm. Revenge is a path to the dark side. You know, that's not the, you're not supposed to kill your opponents. You know, that, you know, Jedi don't take lives. They, they protect them. And that's that whole thing. And, you know, I, he was absolved of, you know, he felt guilty for causing, creating Darth Vader. And he was absolved of that by Anakin. You know, he said, you didn't mm-hmm. kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And, I think it helped him realize that Vader is a result of Anakin's decision. You know, that was the path he chose and Anakin didn't get a fair deal in a lot of ways, but it's also not directly Obi-Wan's fault. Um, And he can't, you know, he can't just spend the rest of his life feeling guilty about that. And if he, chose to kill what used to be his best friend and go against the Jedi code. That is something that's important to him and all these things. Then that's just another burden he would have been dealing with for the rest of his Mm -hmm. life. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'm Kyle. Let's talk star Wars nail hammer. Hit it on the head. (laughs) I do love star Wars. (laughs) Kyle loves some star Wars. Let's um let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, some Owen in Baru because I've got this lovely dialogue where Baru is like, "No, we're going to defend the homestead here. Let's go." How did she know it was here? I don't know. All I know is she's coming. Ben is gone. Whose fault is that? We need to leave Baru. We need to take Luke and hide somewhere. Where? In the desert? I'm not leaving my home. At least here we have a chance. If we stay, we need help. I'm not putting anyone else in danger, Owen. We're enough. You and me. Guru, what are you doing? We both knew this day might come. She had like a weapon stash behind a fake come pipe. The suns go down. <laughs> Best we got position now. She's like, um, she's like Sarah Connor of the Star Wars. Yeah, she reminded me of like the <laughs> villagers in Braveheart with their swords like stuck in their thatch roofs and stuff. Like, yeah. got blasters hidden she's in holes in the wall. She's like Nancy in Stranger Things. We got to get guns. We need guns. Let's get guns, you guys. It like, um, <laughs> she is just about it. Yeah. But she, this totally puts a new kind of perspective on. Yeah, this series, on, like, uh, really, Owen and Baru. it already put a little polish on Owen Lars, that's for sure. But Aunt Peru here looking totally BA. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I was uh, I was impressed. I, I would feel comfortable with her defending me. Yeah, at the large and they homestead, they really so. um I feel like they did right by Owen in this show. Uh, in the in a new hope, we get a limited amount of interaction with him, and unfortunately, he comes off kind of grumpy, and it's easy to see like he's being kind of mean to Luke or he's holding him back or whatever, but. Uh, this show has really shown how much Owen cares about Luke. And, you know, he says he is mine and all these things. And he's risking his life to protect him multiple times. And, uh, you know, that's really good. I think that was a really nice mm-hmm. added benefit of this show, fleshing out that relationship a little bit. Yep. Um. Yeah, so we've got our two stories kind of, divulging here uh we get a lovely dispute between uh vader and the grand inquisitor that uh reflected a lot of the angst that the two have towards each other in the comics and even though you don't see it a lot here you just can hear it kind of in the tone uh, in this dialogue we're tracking an escape craft there's one life form aboard that's him my lord we must continue our pursuit of the insurgents now is our chance to wipe out this network in its entirety. We cannot prioritize one lone Jedi. He is not just any Jedi. Follow Kenobi. At once, Lord Vader. And you can't see the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, he makes face. such a great face. <laughs> He he does the he's like the lip tuck the well, mm, okay all right. <laughs> um but yeah if you read the the Vader comics um the the Inquisitors are in there and Vader has uh clearly some disdain for what they do and their roles in all of this and I think that's where Anakin's Anakin's um I don't want to say his bravado his um, I can do everything mm. mentality comes in and he is just like, I don't need them. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Sith Lord. I am the second highest in command. I don't need these guys. They're, they're just pawns. And, and the inquisitors go, well, we, we do serve a purpose. Yeah. You, you realize, but, but again, they're all infighting and when well, they're also like tortured and, and indoctrinated by vader and stuff i mean he does horrible stuff to those inquisitors mm-hmm. he chops their limbs off and all kinds of things uh yeah but you notice the uh, the deck officer whoever he was like follow okay yes sir right away well yes lord vader i don't want to get choked to death right now and <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah he said nope we're gonna follow this guy not the other guy so there, there wasn't even a pause yeah. or a hesitation. The Inquisitor of, spoke his mind, but uh, nobody else was going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they go off and follow uh, Obi, and Obi, you know, they land on some moon. It wasn't named yeah. uh, with large and obelisks and rocks, and uh, we get the first encounter between Obi and Darth at the entry to this giant rock maze. Have you come to destroy me, Obi-Wan? I will do what I must. We have the pose, classic Obi-Wan stance. Then you will die. 
Yep, and then we get the. Uh, uh, this is the part in, in in this show that I think they did a great job with is the Darth Vader that is mobile, very aggressive. He can move in the suit, um, and just charges right at Obi Wan at a running pace and to clash with him. And we get he's a little the, bit more. He's the Anakin we know from you know the prequel trilogy and and Clone yeah. Wars. Yep, and and I understand it is probably harder to move with the machine limbs and the mechanics that are in there, but he still has. It's a good transition of mobility, right? Like, hey, we we know how Anakin was at the end of Revenge of the Sith and how uh, good he was with the saber. Same in Clone Wars, um, you know, same with Obi Wan. But here we can clearly see the two of them both kind of starting to lose their ability where where Obi-Wan's getting back in touch with it. He has not practiced it in 10 years. Anakin uh again is more machine than man now, has mobility, but probably struggles with some of the same maneuvers that he used to be able to do when he didn't, you know, have the prosthetics. So um it was it was cool to see this kind of blended transition of fighting. Um, not quite what it was at Revenge of the Sith, but not also what we get at A New Hope, where they're literally just standing there batting each other's lightsabers mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um, but yeah, that was the first uh, first confrontation of the final battle um, going into this. This is this, a the top la- tier lightsaber battle too in all oh, of yes. Star Wars. This is one of the best ones. It is up mm-hmm. there. It well, I mean, and you know the previous. Anakin v Obi Wan lightsaber battle is also you know top three for sure. So there there was a lot to live up to, but this was great. It had a little bit of everything. They had a really cool moment where they both like kind of force push each other and get stuck, which like on paper sounds stupid because they just like are kind of standing there frozen for a second. But it was really cool. Um, shows that these guys have a lot of force abilities that they're at their disposal. You know, they're throwing rocks at each other and Obi-Wan has the whole, like, I don't know, landslide of rocks up behind him at one point. It's very good stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a, um, he had like a Jesus moment there with his arms out and the mm-hmm. lightsaber out with the rocks oh. behind him. And he's just like flinging them at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, this is the, it was an epic battle. Unfortunately and it was very cool for Luke, see. that might have been where Vader learned the move that he was pulling in Cloud City and just winging things at, at Luke, knocking him out yeah. the window. <laughs> hey, wait, you mean I don't have to use oh, my lightsaber? Just fling just debris at, at him. him. Oh, okay. Um, he did actually um, early in the fight when he right before he buries Kenobi, he throws something at his feet, like he he force pulls something into his feet and knocks him sweeps off of the his leg, feet. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. He sweeps the leg. And then, um, that's right before he does the, the ground pound, the Hulk smash, uh, and creates the cavern that, mm-hmm. that Obi-Wan falls into. But, um, yeah, epic, epic lightsaber battle here. And then when we do see Obi-Wan come back and he's, he's doing the Jedi thing where they lift rocks, uh, he about basically rocks. just pound, <laughs> what but they all do it i mean come on it's at least part of it um it's uh he just pounds him with rocks and then finally goes on the offensive and hacks away at his chest box 
um, which clearly affects um, his his breathing and his ability to kind of function. And then finally gets a nice, I don't, I don't even like a running jump off a rock slash move across his head um, and gets him in the helmet. And um, we get to this last dialogue between Obi and Anakin. And this is a little bit longer of a clip, but uh, I didn't want to cut it because it was just a, a really, really good clip. Anakin. Love the blended voice. Anakin's gone. Hmm. I am what remains. Music is killing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Hmm. I did. That's like blue on the open part of his face. The same way. And then it shifts to red. Destroy you. And my friend is truly dead. Once more with more pain and anguish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. That that scene is so hard to watch because it, the story of Anakin is so tragic and it's on multiple levels, not just one thing. It's it's part A, things I think that his friends and what he would have considered family kind of did to him. Two what who he thought was a mentor betrayed and did to him and steered him in the wrong direction. And thirdly, what he did to himself and it's self-inflicted because he didn't heed any lessons that anybody tried any of, of those that were good that tried to, that tried to teach it. He just wanted to pave his own path and thought he could do it on his own. And he's clearly a, a, a person that needed help. Um, and just nobody could get it to him in the right way. And it's just, it's tragic on so many levels. Well, and based on, you know, a lot of things we've read in the novels and in the comics about kind of Vader's inner dialogue, I believe when he's yelling for Obi-Wan, he's already got half his mask chopped off. He can barely breathe. He's 
you know, already struggling as it is, and he's screaming for Obi-Wan. I don't think, I think that's because he wants Obi-Wan to come back and kill him. I think he's ready to die. I don't think he is wanting to continue the fight because he thinks he can beat him. I think he's like ready to accept his fate and wants to be done with this whole thing. Um, and he's not even getting that. And that's his frustration in that moment. Uh, and that's, that's really heartbreaking, you know? And that's what you said earlier. Like Obi-Wan had him again and could like, could have ended it and didn't and just walks away again. Anakin is like Um, a truly, truly tragic figure. It's, It's really sad. Yeah, it it is. It's hard. It's it's hard to talk about because it, it's, um, you know, the things that we get in Star Wars, oftentimes parallel what we get in real life, and um, there are often individuals that are out there very much in in dire situations and maybe feel like that a lot of times, um, in real life, and and those people need help, and and sometimes all it takes is, uh, you know offering a hand, a cup of coffee, um, you know, a conversation. Um, so make sure that you reach out to those people and that you're in touch with those people that maybe, uh, you think need that assistance because it's, it's true. Like stories parallel real life. And this is, um, yeah, people fall into the dark side all around us though. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, knowing that there's people out there that could help save those people, make an effort, do it, help out. So, um, but it is a tragic story and it's, it's hard to watch. Um, you know, I almost look at it, looked at it like it's hard to watch that we both watched it four times, but yes, I, I I know, I know it's such good storytelling, but, um, it's almost like, uh, the emperor too, from the time that Anakin was little, almost, um, and I said this, I, I guessed it on um, another he podcast manipulating um, him that whole time. a week or two ago. Yeah, it's almost like he planted like a tumor in Anakin and he just kind of nurtured it, like babied it, fed it, you know, and nurtured it and it grew in Anakin. So when he says, oh, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. It's almost like a completely different being is now in Anakin's body and that's ultimately what what killed him and it's it's crazy it's you can interpret it so many different that's ways part of it that's um, you know one of the ways that people or that you're sort of supposed to read that is that anakin skywalker and darth vader are, are two totally different people you know what i mean they just happen mm-hmm. to inhabit yeah. the same body yep um so he leaves Anna or he leaves vader not anakin there to suffer and live longer and, and i do um, love the you know you already mentioned it but i loved the the smashed up mask and the hayden's mm-hmm. voice with uh with the um james earl jones voice i i mentioned in a previous oh. episode that i really wanted them to find a way to do that and they did do it and i i loved it in Clo- in rebels and i loved it here it was so great yep Yep. Um, and it was cool that it was the other half mm-hmm. of the mask, yeah. whereas Ahsoka broke the right side, Obi-Wan broke the left side. Yeah. Um, and somebody did a great, I don't, it's not my artwork. I'll find it and try to throw it up there, but I can't, I don't know who created it to give him credit, but it was beautiful. It was not mine. Um, but they put the two side by side and lined up the broken mm-hmm. Anakin masks. And it was, it was really cool. I'll throw it up on my Twitter, uh, after this, but, um, you know, we, we, he leaves and then he jets off to Tatooine. He comes to find out that Reva, after chasing like young Luke through a, a canyon, 
Yeah, um, Luke going through, or Luke running through the canyon. Um, she kind of pulls him off a ledge. Force pulls him off a ledge, and he falls and hits his head, knocks him out. And then when she goes to kill him, finds Is out that Beggar's she can't canyon? actually go through with it. I, it might have been. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> we do like to go back to Tatooine and most Eisley and most Espa a lot, there. so I can't yeah. imagine why it's any other canyon than Beggar's Canyon. Um, and it's close to the Lars Homestead home, which is where Luke used to shoot Stands Womp Rats, no bigger than two know, meters. Stands the reason is probably Beggar's Canyon. But uh, anyway, she, you know, Luke, uh, Obi-Wan arrives. They can't find Luke anywhere. Owen and Brewer are out searching for it. And then Reva comes walking back with Luke in her arms. Uh, and you know, yeah, kind of lays him. They think he's dead. Talking about earlier. Yep. And then uh, this is uh, the conversation with uh, Reva and Obi Wan after Luke and uh, Bar- or Owen and Baru take Luke back. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I failed him. He killed them all, and I couldn't do it. You haven't failed them by showing mercy. You have given them peace. You have honored them. Have I become him? No. You've chosen not to. Who you become now. It was up to you. That's it. And he's, he says, nope, you're not as bad as Anakin. Um, you know, he's still a pretty bad dude. You made the right decision. Um, you know, again, sacrificing yourself and, and not, even though she didn't, you know, she's not dead. She's, she just sacrificed her old way and went back to the light side and hopefully went back to the light side. And, um, you know, that kind of, Maybe I don't want to say make some amends for what she's done as an inquisitor, but it at least kind of maybe frees that guilt or connection that she had when she was a youngling and couldn't do anything to help her friends. I really liked her whole little journey that she had in this series. You know, we we met her towards the end of it, but we know that she was a Jedi in training. She was a youngling and. And she was traumatized because she saw Vader murder her classmates. And uh, so she specifically went undercover and became an Inquisitor just to find a way to get back at him and played this long, long game over the course of years. But to do that, she had to do all these horrible things and I think kind of lost herself along the way, even though she realized... Mm -hmm she was going towards this one goal of getting getting you know vengeance or justice or revenge or whatever you want to call it um which already is not really the jedi way that's kind of a dark side move there (laughs) but then she had to do all these other things just because she's you know kind of undercover and and at the end of the day confronted with that moment i think she realized that um, this is not who she wanted to be or who she ever intended to be. And, and she was almost at the same moment that, that Vader was, you know, because he, he got sort of knighted as a Sith Lord by Palpatine. 
but it wasn't really until he went to the Jedi temple and started slaughtering little kids that he had like fully, <laughs> fully committed yeah. to dark sideness, you know, uh, in anything other than sure. Yeah, let's do it. And, and in that moment when she was confronted with that same exact thing, she chose to go the other way. Because, I mean, let's be honest, all of us really kind of wanted to hack off Mace Windu's hand and push him out of a window. Let's be real. Let's be real. That was not the push to the dark side. That was... (laughs) I mean, to That was something everybody was already feeling. (laughs) Not to grant him the rank of master? Come on. It's unheard of. (laughs) Um, So... um, (laughs) But after this conversation... Rude. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. We we were already feeling the same thing he was, so that was not the push (laughs) to the dark side that he needed. Um, But uh, anyway, so we cut back to uh, Darth going back to the Emperor, uh, or having a you know he's having a A FaceTime meeting with the Emperor. Emperor looked rough on Uh, that Zoom call. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't. I don't know if we ran out of budget on that with that dope lightsaber battle, but he did not look great. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little rough, but. Basically, the Emperor questions Vader's motives in tracking down Kenobi. Vader basically says, nope, I'm done with that. Obi-Wan is, you know, Kenobi's dead to me. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't need to proceed with that. And I, I think that's because he's like, well, I, you know, I basically got my butt kicked. Um, he didn't finish the job. I don't need to go down this avenue again unless I absolutely have to. Um, you know, in which that's why when we see in A New Hope, He's like, oh, it's a present I've not felt since, mm-hmm. and just walks away. So, um, but we do get um, a, a rather I got my ass beat. right. <laughs> Maybe I and shouldn't potentially go only times. Kenobi. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we do get a great conversation with, uh, you know, we go back, we cut back to Leia and Bale, and she's getting ready for guests that are coming. She puts on the holster that Tala no that they yet. found from Tala. Um, you know, she's got her boots, she's got her gloves, she's ready to fight people, but still looks very regal. Um, you know, going to be very regal when she kicks your butt. But, um, anyway, the surprise guest visitor is Obi-Wan returning Lola to her, um, and to talk with Bale and, um, and his wife about, um, you know, what's going on, but uh, we get a great convert. Huh? Is her name Bria? Yes, yes, okay. sorry. Um, we get a, a great conversation with Obi and Leia here. Leia. This one's a little longer. When I said before that I didn't know your parents, Princess Leia Organa, you are wise, discerning, kind hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother. But you're oh, also passionate <laughs> and fearless, forthright. And these are gifts from your father. Both were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter. I wish I could tell you more. Okay. You don't have to. Thank you. Will I ever see you again? Maybe. This was a good explanation here. Someday. If you ever need help from a tired old man. (laughs) But we must be careful. 
no one must know, or it could endanger us both. Goodbye. A nice hug and the final goodbye. I think that no one must know is a little... Goodbye, princess. Mm -hmm. May the force be with you. Sorry, I had to include that last part because it's, it's crucial. I think that no one must know is a bit of a their attempts to close that 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 yep. gap there for why did she introduce herself that way over R two? Yep, and it's uh, he's right. He's like you know we 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 have to basically pretend that this never happened and nobody can link anything from previous. So, um, but you know him explaining the traits of of Padme and Anakin and what basically. Leia is the traits that make up Leia is just, um, you know, as a parent, it's, it's fun. To, it's, it's nice to listen to that. And you go, you, you got the best things out of both your parents. Um, and none of their flaws, I guess per se. So, um, that was really, really cool to hear. Um, we do get the, um, do you get the, the meeting with, uh, Luke or with, uh, Obi-Wan and, Owen, he goes back to tattoo. He goes back to Tatooine, packs up his hut, you know, rides out to Owen basically and says, Hey, look, man, you're right. He needs to be a kid. You guys got this more than covered. You protect him. I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm going to go on my way. And uncle Owen says, Hey, do you want to meet him? And he's like, yeah, I want to meet him. Like I haven't seen this kid since he was born. So let's go meet a young personality here and he walks up the very first thing we get is the classic line hello there he said hello it there. he said the thing he said it oh, finally the line so um and then the last bit you get you get him riding off into the desert on his yopi and he's about to head into this giant rock work this rock rocky area um and then we uh get a visit from an old old friend master qui-gon well Took you long enough. Yes. Beginning to think you'd never come. I was always here, Obi-Wan. You just were not ready to see. Come on. You've got a ways to go. And that speaks volumes to, I think, where the mindset of a Jedi needs to be to do what Qui-Gon learned, what Yoda learned, what Luke learned in how to commune with, with uh, our, our friends who have now passed on into the force. Um, it, it, he just, he was carrying all this guilt for all these different things. Anakin, you know, kind of overparenting Luke, even though he wasn't the parent of Luke, like um, just a number of things. And, and once that burden kind of got lifted, he was able to see things, uh, and it was great. The inscription on the wall back in the cave, um, I, th- I can't remember what it said, but it was something like, you can't truly see until you can't see it all or something like that. Uh, I forget what I forget what the inscription was now. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was very, very cool to get uh, the return of Qui-Gon. Yeah, here. and Obi-Wan's connection to the Force was definitely lacking, and that's something that he developed, redeveloped throughout this series, and vader made a comment on it too about his strength being back and then he was able to see qui-gon and now he's gonna learn how to become uh one with the cosmic force and manifest himself after he dies and all that stuff 
Uh, so that'll yeah. be super cool. But it was yeah. great to see uh, Liam Neeson on screen again. He looks good in the robes, man. He does. Didn't look like he aged at all as Qui-Gon. I thought he looked pretty similar. Yeah, he looked good. The Force Ghost, I think, probably yeah. helps the CGI touch-ups smooth out. But it's good for the yeah. skin. Uh, but no, I Qui Gon <laughs> top tier Jedi. He gets it, man. He's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't buy yep. into the uh, political crap of the council, you know. But now that he can actually like communicate with Qui Gon, there's the conversation that I want to hear. Is dude, what the hell, man? You stuck me with this kid. He went to the dark side. He slaughtered everybody. What the heck? I thought he was supposed to bring balance, and Qui Gon's over there going. Yeah, I may have gotten the wrong kid. The Sorry. thing about prophecies is they're hard to interpret. <laughs> but how about yes. how everybody that ever gets stabbed with a lightsaber can survive except Qui-Gon Jinn? People be yeah, surviving lightsaber stabs left and right, including the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, not Qui-Gon, though. Down for the kill. Nope. Nope, I don't. And they were on Naboo, which you figure had like really good yeah. medical equipment yeah, right there. Knows. All you had to do is get them up there. I don't, I don't know. Again, it's, it's as the force wills mm-hmm. it, right? So maybe he knew that was coming and it was part of it. I don't know. So, uh, all right. Quick round table of three questions here. Any characters from this series that you would like to see in either upcoming announced projects or maybe something unannounced maybe a roken maybe tala in a series that takes place maybe prior to this an owen and bruce spinoff um i'm interested to see where reva goes now because she's kind of done a whole thing and she's uh going back towards the light so i'd like to see what she does to sort of atone for what she's been up to the last few years and I really want to know more about that, like underground railroad system that Quinlan Voss is, yeah. uh, you know, occasionally helping with. I'd really, I think that could be a really, really cool series where we are smuggling these force users out to safety through these safe houses. Um, mm-hmm. That could be really interesting and fun, I think. Because there's a bunch of side stories that you mm-hmm. could pair with that as you're doing it. You could bring it. in yep. all different kinds of characters here and there. You know, that's yeah. Could be Haja fun. could be part of it now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more Haja. I liked his character a lot. Um, if you get a second season of Kenobi, because this is something they said it's only one. I I don't know. There's not anything announced or said yet for season two. But if you were to get a second, maybe short thing again six episodes of kenobi what story would you like to see told maybe or what would obi-wan's next adventures include that's a tougher one Uh, well for obi-wan i would love to see him get introspective and do some of that work with qui-gon i think you know that might be boring to a lot of people i think that could be really interesting uh him like really kind of diving into the force and you know how the cosmic force relates to the living force and what that means for your consciousness and all these things that they mess around with uh in the animated series but they never get too deep on in live action i think that could be really fun and then maybe with him Mm -hmm. also trying to mentor reva a little bit while she is out doing some adventures trying to be a good guy now um 
or maybe she would be interested in in uh kind of assisting these young force users that we know the emperor is out to get that could go along with her whole arc there where she was traumatized by the the death of the the young force users um Mm -hmm. but i think at some point if obi-wan is just always off having adventures out in space this whole time then he's not the old hermit old ben who's been you know, sitting with his own, with up. his thoughts in the hut all all these years, uh, which is part of his whole character, you know. So I don't want to cheapen point. that yeah. too much. Yeah, good point. Um, last question: overall thoughts, impressions on the series itself. Um, you know, two thumbs up, one thumb up, ten out of ten, eight out of ten. Uh, I'm, I'll give it your, one and a half thumbs thoughts? up. I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. I think it was mostly inconsequential to the larger story i think it maybe gave us a little more detail gave us some more character insight into some people introduced a few new characters that again are like deep deep cut side characters you know um i think there was a couple episodes that were a little boring to me i wasn't super super Mm -hmm. excited about them but there was a lot of really great stuff too ewan mcgregor was top-notch start to finish i can't think of her name off the top of my head but the little girl that played leia was was phenomenal Uh, i mentioned that i liked reva's arc a lot uh and that was ingram did a great job i think with that character that confrontation with vader and and obi-wan here in the last episode was also worth the price of admission so um Mm -hmm. it was good i don't think it's one of my favorite star wars series but it was it was a great show Agreed. I, I think if I'm probably the same way, if it's, you know, like a one and one and a half thumbs up or, uh, you know, like what, like an eight, eight and a half out of 10, like it's, it's really, really good. It's solid storytelling. Um, it, it kind of, for me, it's a lot like solo, right? Like it gives me the details of the story that was already told, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, he's made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. Well, that's great. Like, I love that. There was a, a sense of mystery about it, but then we actually got the Kessel run and I was kind of like, meh. This, I think, was a little bit different in the sense that, you know, I, I like Obi-Wan a little bit more than I, I do the solo character. But um, I think the story itself was was a little bit more compelling and the characters involved were, um, you know, were, were to me a, a little bit more interesting. So, um, yeah, a, a solid series. You know, do I need to go back and watch it like eight million times the way that I do Mandalorian? Probably not, but yeah, that's exactly what um, I was going to say. It was a great show. And if they do any more episodes, I will definitely watch them the day they come out. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to probably sit down and rewatch it the way I do clone wars or rebels or Mandalorian or something like that. So, yeah. Yep. Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up here on on this week's show? Mm, no, I don't think so. Let's blow this thing right. out of here. Well, let's wrap it up, folks. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed the two of us sitting around <laughs> rapping about the season finale crazy. of Kenobi. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I had to get on and talk about it though because it was such a good episode, and I'm, I, it's been feels like it's been forever. I was on vacation I know for a week, and then voice, so I've got to get on. Yeah, we've uh, we uh, we had a crazy week, week and a half yeah, lately. So. Yeah, glad to get on and finally chat about it. Um, I want to give a quick shout out um, to Janice Kircher, who is with Rope Drop Shoppers on Facebook. Uh, Janice went out and when they re-released the Ahsoka limited edition lightsaber set, picked me one up. Um, I did. I mean, it paid my retail price, my taxes, my shipping, and a little bit of a finder's fee, um, but it was a more than fair fee. Um, so I am happy to have that set finally in hand and it is beautiful it is large it is thick i mean for trying to imagine ahsoka like holding these lightsabers is just really darn near impossible because they're big in my hands um but anyway she uh went out picked it up for me shipped it to me i got it in about a week shipped it right from the park which was great because if it was damaged or anything i could return it no problems no questions asked um the shipper box and i got my hopes up because the shipper box came it was number it was number 66 out of 1500 and i was like please tell me this is number 66 in the series and it was not it was 2077 so um i don't know how the the shipper box number correlates to the actual like issued number on the inside but anyway if you're looking for something from the parks please reach out to them rope drop shoppers you can find them on facebook if there's something that you can only get in the parks reach out to them message them i'm sure they can get it for you um yeah very very cool so um, but anyway, uh, you can find us, you can find out our room beacon anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can catch all of our live streams out on YouTube. Um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at outer room beacon. You can email us outer room beacon at gmail.com. You can find me, Justin on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Kyle, where are you located in the social media world? I am on the social medias at KB underscore legend. Easy to find. And you can, you can. And Kyle likes payments too. Yeah, so Venmo, mo- Instagram, uh, <laughs> Cash, Cash App, App Apple it's all Pay, good. His OnlyFans account. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's all. You want some feet pics? <laughs> just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my night is going to be filled with nightmares now. So, <laughs> um, anyway, we hope you guys have a great week. Get out there, do something Star Warsy, and may the Force be with you always. Always. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Hello there. I did. I feel like I had to do. I gotta get this one more time. Kenobi. Kenobi. We need to mash up Anakin screaming Obi Wan, and then uh, Maul screaming Kenobi. Ooh, challenge accepted. Together for next time. Done. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.